Warning, this podcast discusses the books in detail. It may contain spoilers. Welcome to Books and Brunch, a book club turned podcast. We're so glad you joined us. I'm Katera. And I'm Kara. Let's sit and chat and snack a while. Welcome back to Books and Brunch. I'm Kara. And I'm Katera. And we're here um, reviewing uh, Sophie Renald's Sorry Not Sorry. It's yes. a bit of a comedic relief since our last podcast was a little bit heavy. Um, so we are on the second installment for chapters 9 through 16 of this one. Yes. Um, I hope you all enjoyed our first kind of part to, to enjoy and we're still sipping on our margaritas over here. Our snack is a little bit different. Um, we have some banana bread now. Yes, I rescued it from the oven just in time. It is not burnt. It is beautiful. It is yummy. And she added walnuts this time. And yes. So yum, yum, yum. But I'll ha- we'll have to share the recipe, too. I snagged the recipe from an Instagram person, local. Um, her Instagram handle is Miranda and Charlotte. And um, she posts it all the time, and people post it all the time and share pictures. I'm like, I'm going to make that one of these days. So we'll put it on our Instagram. It's called Better Than Starbucks Banana Bread. That's true. I agree. I don't know that I've had Starbucks banana bread, but it's this is delicious. Homemade's always better. It is good. And it's just fun to be creative in the kitchen and all that kind of fun stuff, which is why it's not just a books podcast. It's books and brunch. Yeah, so we're diving into, what, chapter nine, right? Yes. Um, we have been introduced to our characters, Charlotte and her best friend, Maddie, and Maddie's soon-to-be husband, Henry. They have moved out and left Charlotte in an empty house, and she has two new roommates move in, Adam, who is Henry's cousin, and Tandy was um, Henry's choice i guess guilty pleasure choice guilty pleasure she's <laughs> ridiculously beautiful um and is quickly becoming um a friend of charlotte's yes um and we learned in the last um in our last podcast in our last episode that uh her roommate tandy has met a coworker of hers and they are uh she's playing hard to get she <laughs> wants to keep it cool and not immediately answer the phone when he calls and not immediately agree to a date. Uh, aloof. <laughs> yes. So the chapter nine starts out with another that um, Charlotte is listening to another podcast or mm-hmm. another episode of Sorry Not Sorry. And um, the challenge is... Up the ante in your texts with the so in the last one mm-hmm. we we had the challenge of call someone like you know give your number out and or get a number and call yeah. so this one is to up the ante so Charlotte we we learned at the last one that she has decided I'm going to call Miles well she texts him mm-hmm. in chapter nine um and they start to really text. I mean they're like going back and forth and he thinks she's very attractive and is willing to entertain kind of the flirting and right. um, little, I don't want to say sexting cuz I think I yeah, think at some that, point they don't get there but they do get to this point pro- where he's like pro- provocative. They're provocative. <laughs> and I do enjoy that he 
he makes her feel wanted and mm-hmm. she is very intrigued by that because he yes. says like he texts her at one point and he's like you know i'm trying to look over these plans he's a an architect and so he's designing their new office space which is how mm-hmm. they met and he says something along the lines of you know i am working on these designs and all i can think of is would charlotte like these and he's just very they start very sweet and they turn into more like you know i wish your hands were on my body um (laughs) um but so yeah so they turn into more provocative texts um and she just feels very empowered i think by Mm -hmm. this new she says she's really attracted to him that she's like he's just i'm just really attracted to him and so she in her head says i'm gonna ask him on a date yeah um but she doesn't yet, but she just decides, like, I think I'm going to ask him out on a date. Um, mm-hmm. And then Charlotte goes to Sunday brunch with the girls, which oh, is goodness. Maddie, Bianca, Chloe, and Molly. Molly. So, and that's the wedding party, coincidentally, as well. Yes. And so I remember thinking, we, in our first episode, they have, like, this monthly brunch, right? Mm-hmm. In the first episode, they they have tacos and margaritas, and they're just having a really great mm-hmm. time. This go-round is a very far cry from their first, the first brunch that we're introduced to. This time, they're not drinking. They're ordering things like egg white omelets and granola. And Bianca is a total bee this whole time mm-hmm. and is, like, mumbling under her breath, well, maybe you should lay off the carbs. And Charlotte notices that Maddie's lost a ton of weight yeah. since the last time she saw her, because most likely because she hasn't eaten because of this Bianca. Right. And um, so they're talking about the wedding and um, some of the surprises that Charlotte's not aware of, of some of the plans. Yes. Um, um, and I think so- this includes, like, they start kind of talking about the bachelorette party, like, and entertaining that thought. and Yeah. Um, and then Bianca says they have a, they have, um, oh, her daughter is so snobby, too. Uh, but uh, they have an appointment at this really fancy bridal shop. And, mm-hmm. and Charlotte's like, yeah. really? We're going to, I think she just feels very out of place. Like this part of the book reminds me of the movie Bridesmaids. Like this whole part, not just like mm-hmm. this scene, but multiple scenes in right. this part remind me of Bridesmaids. If you've, if you've have not seen it, it is a little raunchy. <laughs> I will say, however, fabulous for the comedic relief. But it was very like this reminds me of Helen, like when they go to the Brazilian place and um, she's like, this is disgusting. And Bianca is just like poo pooing every idea that maybe Charlotte kind of puts out there. And um, so Charlotte decides to kind of stick it to them and say, well, I have a date for the wedding. His name is Miles. Right. And I mean, she hasn't even asked Miles (laughs) (laughs) on a date, nevertheless, to a wedding. I mean, you know, that's a big deal in a relationship to be asked to like your best friend's wedding as a date. Um, And so uh, I think that that scene was sort of uncomfortable for me. Like, I felt like if I were Charlotte, I would have been like, all right, I'm like good. Right. What happened to my friend? Right. I, I think that's where my brain goes. Like, what happened to my friend? Right. She's like this pod person all of a sudden. And what did you do with her? I want her back. Seriously. Oof. Um. And so then she, so 
we jump to the next chapter after kind of the scene ends and the podcast picks in about wearing sexy panties or wearing mm-hmm. se- like sexy yeah your sexiest undergarments and wear them for you just, just because right just i think a lot you. of times when you when you know the, especially in, uh, women right we have an option to wear a matching set sometimes sometimes but who really does that never i don't ever uh my my wardrobe especially having a child oh gosh like maybe on date night maybe, maybe. <laughs> What's date night? Seriously. (laughs) And Corona's ruining all of that anyway. Seriously. Um, Our date consisted, we uh, went and looked at the moon the other night. We had this big pink super moon. And so we made a drink and went outside at like 11 o'clock and stared at the moon. And then were interrupted by our neighbors having a fight in their front yard. F you. (laughs) It's not how I wanted this to go. Bye bye romanticism. You know what that's called? Romance. We do this all the time. Josh did something the other day, and it was, like, not at all romantic. But I was like, you know what that's called? <laughs> Romance. This is marriage, yes, real life, that's people. right. Um, but so, yeah, so she decides mm-hmm. she's going to get all dressed up and wear something that mm-hmm. she feels great in. Yep. Um, and, and she decides on a date with Miles. Yep. She's at work, and she's texting Miles, and they're gonna, they decide they're going to go for drinks. Um, and all of a sudden... She ends up having to clear this conference room. Yeah, her coworker asks her last minute, like, it's like, you know, your work day ends at five and somebody comes in at like 10 of five and is like, oh, by the way. Right. I have this giant thing you have to do. So right. They, so they had like, say, 500 people that were supposed to be coming, but only like 75 responded. How annoying is that, by the way? People RSVP. Please. Um, and so the coworker asks, charlotte to essentially rearrange the room right to rearrange the conference room and so she's in there by herself and i imagine her being she's little like petite you know and manhandling all all these for this day right and now she's got a you know yeah strong arm this room into submission and back into a space that they need it to be and Xander comes in and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, this is what I'm doing. So he leaves and she's like, thanks a lot for nothing. And he comes back with two of his coworkers to help. And he's like, dude, that's not cool that they left this to you all by yourself. Right. You go get ready for your date. So at first I didn't like Xander. And now I start to like him because he's like helping her out. Yeah. And um, and just it seems like a gentleman. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was a very, just, like, very nice gesture. Like, look, I, you right. well, you obviously look like you've got somewhere to be. Right. Go. And so, and so she's already late, and she goes, you know what? Oh, hell, I'm just going to go to the store. So she goes to, like, a department store. I picture, yeah. like, Macy's, like, our kind yeah. of Macy's. Goes to the makeup counter, has her hair, or, I mean, her makeup, her makeup done. done. And she buys a new blouse. Yep. And, um, and she, she meets- texts him, and she's like, I'm sorry I'm running behind. I'll be there soon. And he walks, she walks in and he's like, you know, I thought you weren't coming. I thought you weren't coming, but she's beautiful and confident and the date goes really well. And And so they they, kiss and they kiss. So they leave and he takes her to this gorgeous house that's being renovated by him. Right. Mm -hmm. Or is it built or renovated? I think it's built. I think it's built. Oh, I thought it was being renovated. I can't remember. Oh, wait, this is the first house. This is the first. Yes. The first house. And so um, he shows her this big, beautiful house, 
And they go down, and he's like, let me show you this. And he takes her down into the basement. There's a pool in the basement. And so poolside, they share champagne, and they a little heavy petting and kissing. and Snogging is what they call it. (laughs) Snogging. And I looked that up, by the way, and it means, like, amorously kissing and making out, basically. Like a heavy make-out session. Yes. Nice. Nice. You know, this um, British language is I know, not I known to, to us like, Americans I, very yes, well. I, know. I had to look up, there was a word before, naughties, and apparently it was the decade of 2000 to 2009. Did you catch that word? No. Yeah, it was in there, and I was like, what the heck is a naughty? Because I'm... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but so anyway, so they get a little heavy, and she's like, no, 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 no. I need to like yeah slow down slow down first <laughs> date like let's this is not the time for right. this and this is a house that you don't even own you're right. just building um and so they call the date to an end right and so um later uh Tansy and Charlotte uh, like meet at the daily grind and they're spilling on their dates like mm-hmm. they're like give me all of the juicy details and so um, Charlotte tells her that they came, like, her and Miles came, like, close to naked. And then she's like, thanks, podcast, for the panty recommendation. <laughs> um, but she's like, but no go. We're not right. We're not being intimate on the first date. And so they went and had they went and got lobster rolls in the Gronies after they left the house that he'd been um, mm-hmm. building. Um, and so Tansy talks about how her date was great. They went for food and coffee, yep. and then very quickly after, and they they've had gone a on second several date. dates, right? Yeah, yes. And then she um, cons- confesses to Charlotte that Renzo has offered um, to take her to Paris. Now, well, before that, though, she confesses to Charlotte that she needs to marry a rich man because oh, yeah. um, her mom and her sister are in a little bit of a financial bind because her dad is a gambler a gambling alcoholic i believe and so ever since she was sort of at a age of working she's been sending money Mm -hmm. home to her mom right and so um she said i need i need someone to be able to take care of me financially so that i can continue to care for them Mm -hmm. and i think at this point she kind of starts to tell charlotte about her profession or is this too no, early? No, not quite yet. Okay. Um, but but yes, but she so she gives her some of the backstory, right? That right. She's like you know, this is at one point in an earlier chapter, they um had gone to dinner, or they stopped at the grocery store or something after brunch and picked up groceries, and Tansy dropped a bunch of stuff into a donation bin, mm-hmm. and Charlotte kind of has this moment like, oh, that was really generous and very mm-hmm. kind you know it's mm-hmm. a very nice thing to do mm-hmm. and so we kind of get a better picture of tansy and her yeah. character at this point yep um and wanting to give back to someone who might not have as much because that's how she grew up mm-hmm. um and she's living her life now in a way that she can help provide for her right. mom and sister um, and then Charlotte receives roses. And oh yes, yellow from Miles and a leather belt. Yes, and <laughs> lots from Miles. Because is this when he goes to Portugal for his business trip? He was on a business trip and he sent her like a gift from I where he was, yes. and um, lots of naughty text messages. I was gonna say, and their texts get steamy. Oh yes, and we'll <laughs> leave that for readers. But yes, that was. Um, you know, sometimes it's just a guilty pleasure. I know we've both talked yeah. about like reading Harlequin Harlequin novels and stuff like that. First, I almost said fifty percent. 
Fifty First Dates. I do love that movie. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. And I was. I mean, those sure. are just guilty pleasures. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think. Well, first of all, Fifty Shades of Grey. I think was well written. Aside from the naughtiness that's in there but absolutely um i think sometimes you just need a like mindless read especially so part of the reason why we chose this book in this time rather than go to one of the other ones that we had chosen on our list was you know we're in a pandemic right now people are kind of in mass hysteria about this coronavirus and we just needed something kind of mindless and, and lighthearted fun um, and I think sometimes as women, you know, I know we may have some male listeners and we may need to have some like more masculine reading choices at some point. But for all the ladies out there, I think you can all attest to this that sometimes it's just nice to have like a Harlequin novel. Something you can escape into for a little while. Yeah. 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 And, and then- so that's how I felt about like these parts, you know, just spices it up a little bit you right. know in, in a life full of i wake up i go to work i and take care of the you kids send some, and some steamy text messages right. to your spouse <laughs> right so i think um so they're they're texting still these steamy yes. naughty texts and um charlotte goes to the next podcast episode which says to free yourself and be honest if something doesn't feel right. So the podcaster said that she wanted to be true to herself because of a situation she had had with her own kind of dating life that mm-hmm. she felt like she needed to be true to herself. So um, Charlotte attends a gathering put together by Bianca. I wrote their friend, but I take that back now. Um, who is the maid of honor, like we said. Yes. Um, and Who very much has taken the reins. Yes. And I said she is planning the wedding festivities and rules. Like, this, is, this woman is being just very, instead of a bridezilla, it was like a maid of honorzilla. Uh-huh. For Absolutely. sure. Um, and so. With Pinterest boards and rejecting suggestions. Oh, yeah. And, and then she starts this, so, you know, I'm familiar with like group me, but they're using what's called Slack. She creates this Slack where it's like, you must answer my texts and we're in a group text and church. Our church staff uses Slack a lot. Yeah. And Um, so, uh, she's just very type a. Yeah. I can (laughs) kind of relate to her there. (laughs) I have a hard, so Here's my thinking. Like, this is not her day. This right. should be Maddie or right. Maddie's chosen. And maybe Bianca is Maddie's chosen at this point. But you should be open to suggestions. Uh, um, And I I know that I myself can struggle with being flexible in, in things like this. Sure. Um, but I think for me primarily it's because in my head I've already worked out how it's going to work. Right. And when a, when the wrench is thrown in there, I am like all sorts of flustered, and I'm Absolutely. like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I get it. Um, so, but yes, but she's like just rejecting everyone's suggestions left and right for their hen party for the bachelorette yes, party. Yes, I had to figure out what a hen hen do. It's a hen do. 
so weird. I know. And I was like, uh, I'm, I'm guessing this is. So at first I was like, is this the bridal shower or is this the bachelorette party? Mm-hmm. And I think it's meant to be kind of a combination of the two. But I when so. I looked it up, it kind of just basically said like bachelorette. But I think when I picture it, it's kind of a combination of the two. Right. right. And so Charlotte suggests Lisbon. Mm-hmm. Um, and because Miles can recommend he's been there for work and he can yep. re- make and she's trying to I think part of the reason why aside from Portugal and I've heard Portugal is gorgeous I would love mm-hmm. to go there sometime my best friend Monica is Portuguese and so she talks about how gorgeous Portugal is it's just a big countryside and beautiful and there's beaches and we both love beach yep um but so a part of the reason is is a good suggest but also i think she's still trying to put some weight on the fact that she's got a man even though they're not like official but she just wants to be like well if you're gonna be like this i'm gonna tell you i have this man (laughs) right and my boyfriend can you know help us make right right they're not even official yet guys i know (laughs) i know um and so that's you know becomes a whole thing yeah, um, but it can, I, you know, but we talked about this in our last up in our last podcast that it can be hard when you kind of feel like you are mm-hmm. playing second fiddle to someone you had been very close to. Absolutely. Um, because there are seasons for relationships, right? Mm-hmm. But so, um, Charlotte meets Miles for like a second yep. date, and they have sex and <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> she meets him at this house that he's building. And is getting ready. They're getting ready to like let them the fam the family move in, and um, so they're like intimate just inside the front gate, which is like very brazen. Like that's some, I don't know. That's ballsy. Um, and Miles at some point scandalous. says scandalous. Miles says Charlotte is straight laced but properly filthy. <laughs> I love that. And so um. So after they've been intimate multiple times in this house that does not belong to them, Miles admits that he's well. He's like, I have to go. I have to go. I have dinner plans with with my my, soon to be ex with my soon to be ex wife, and she's just like, wait, what? And he's like, well, I'm separated, but we're still married. We're living together technically, but the marriage is dead, Uh, which seems like all very much a lie. we're meeting for dinner, and Charlotte's like, well, I have to think about this. This is a, a lot to process. Yeah, she's like, I don't know if we can continue to do this. So right. um, Charlotte leaves, and she looks up Miles oh, and yes. his wife. On her ride home. On her ride home, and she tells herself to just stop. She's like, I can't, I can't look at this anymore, and decides, you know what? We have the makings for a margarita. I'm going to make myself a margarita. Heck yes. So she does, and... Um, She's just no, hanging Adam, out in Adam's the house. In the kitchen. Well, Adam's in the kitchen when she gets home, and she's making this margarita with, like, a barely fresh lime right. and things that she's fighting in her kitchen. Right. And they get into this argument about and the And he accuses her, yeah, of having money. Right, and like how the finance money. industry is only adding to this problem in their country. And uh, so she makes, so she takes her margarita she goes up back and she texts Miles and she says, I don't date married men. Right. Sorry. I, s- I said that it she had fun. like an inner monologue about being interested in a man who is still married and living with his wife. Uh-huh. And then she texts him and says, I don't I don't date married men like you said. 
Sorry, it was fun. Sorry, not sorry. Thank you, podcast, <laughs> for telling me to call it quits when I'm, you know, right. if it's not working. And clearly, if you are married still, it's not going to work. Right. So then she gets the next podcast challenge. And mm-hmm. this one is a good one. Mm-hmm. Order a sex toy. <laughs> so she does. And... um. But then Tansy comes home from her romantic weekend and tells mm-hmm. Charlotte all about it. They catch up over dinner, yep. Yeah, and they have crepes. I think this is at the point that they have crepes. Mm. And um, she gets home and her sex toy comes in the mail. <laughs> and she decides she's going to use it for the first time. And per all goes well. urging. Right. And all goes well because she's picturing Miles. And, and, and then all of a sudden... Her thoughts and fantasies, if you will, turn to Xander, her, her co- co-worker. Yes, her co-worker. And she's like, what? What? Oh, I- oh. now I have to look him in the face. <laughs> How do I look at him after all of that? So she's like, thanks, bad girl, for that awful image. Right. <laughs> Which, at the time, is probably like, oh, gosh, that's not at all who I wanted to picture. And I'm sure it wasn't a terrible image because she still did what she did. But- right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just like, whoa, that's not where I thought that was going to go. Seriously. <laughs> no. So we're introduced into the next, um, into the next podcast, which is very much like, let your hair down, yes. dance, have fun, mm-hmm. let your inhibitions go a little bit. Like, don't be so uptight. Mm-hmm. Take, take a break. And coincidentally, it is the hen party weekend. Yes. So they is. all did decide to go to Lisbon. And this first part I wrote down because I was so mad for her. So Charlotte takes a taxi to the airport and sees this big pink stretch limo pull up and out piles Maddie, Bianca, Molly, Chloe. And Bianca mutters something about Charlotte saying that she thought limos were taxi and how they thought that maybe she couldn't afford to split the limo a fifth way. Um, but trying to keep the peace, she's like, well, I hope you enjoyed your ride. Um, and then Charlotte learns that Bianca upgraded everyone's seats. Except Charlotte. Except hers. To first class. Again, yep. so if you've seen Bridesmaids, this scene comes straight out yep. of Bridesmaids practically. <laughs> that like, so Bianca, I, I mean, Charlotte is left in like, what is it called? Business class. Business class. And uh, while everyone else is up there having, like, champagne right. and the fine, like, and in dining And you're asked to elbows with the person next right, to you. Right, right. There's no room. Right. And so... So Charlotte's like, can I get lots to drink while I'm back here? Right. And she's like, every chance Bianca can get to just kind of throw out a snide remark, she does. Yes. And, and I hate it I so know. much. Ugh. So they go to the Airbnb that Mm -hmm. Charlotte has picked out and it is beautiful. Like they describe it that it is a beautiful Airbnb. And Bianca goes, oh, wow, I didn't know that you were capable of picking yeah, oh, such no, a she fine says, She says something like, well, I guess booking, I guess booking spaces for your bosses really helped. Whatever. Right. Like, come on. But so they decide to shower and they get dressed up and they're going to go to dinner. And Bianca's like, oh, I have a migraine. I'm going to stay here. Thank God. Um, thank goodness. And I remember reading (laughs) 
that Stay Charlotte home, was like all of a sudden the, the air was just much different without her yes. there. That's like yeah. people, they were more relaxed. Um, Maddie laughed and she was like, I she's like, I have my best friend, friend back. Yes. And um, they um and she sees this smiling stranger. Yes. <laughs> and the girls are like, go for it. Yes. Go so dance she with goes him. like walks over to him and flirts and they start dancing. Um and then uh Charlotte Molly. Yeah, Molly gets sick because they've been drinking so much. What? Lots of so you know they hold her hair, but then she's back to partying. They party like after she pukes. Yeah, well it's just and then well they go home, or they go back to the Airbnb, and back to the apartment. The dancing continues, and then Bianca comes out furious. Yes, because Maddie and and Charlotte are having kind of a heart to heart right now of like yes, they're hey I miss you and and what have I done for you to like kind of abandoned me yeah. like this and Bianca comes out it is three in the morning or two She's whatever it is such a bee. and we, we just, need to wake up because we, we have, have things on the schedule and da, 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 da. The schedule I know I, I, I wrote that she just ruined the entire mood right and everyone's like let me get some water and go to the bathroom and go to bed so the next morning all hung over um she Charlotte comes out and Bianca's planned this pole dancing class and she's freaking out at Chloe because Which no Chloe, one wants to go. Well, because and Chloe was like, yeah, yeah, I'll schedule it, and then never did because she didn't really want to go. And so Bianca blows up at Chloe, alienates her, and so she and Charlotte go on a walk to a bakery just to kind of like yep. cool down. Let's go get breakfast, and we'll be back. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, Charlotte and Chloe have a really good discussion about apparently in the background, Bianca has been taking over, which we already knew right. and told everyone that Charlotte w- was like refusing. I don't even want to be a part of this. The, the basically. Right. Which and Charlotte's like, no, why. no, 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 no. That is not how it has been. And so they figure out that man- Bianca has been manipulating this situation, kind of like blackmailing um she's become this wedge right and so when they get back to the house you know charlotte has intentionally got her like organic foods and berries so they they go to the store they went to the bakery right they get croissants and pastries and whatever right and then they also get like berries well bianca throws this fit and she's Mm. like you know what i'm going to be the bigger person i'll go back i'll go back to the grocer and she's like what do you want and she's like can i get like yogurt with granola and a chai latte or whatever it is and so she goes she goes and she gets these specific things for bianca even though she's being a total jerk and so she gets back and everyone's ready to go to this pole dancing class and charlotte's like well can i have 15 minutes to shower and bianca's like no no no. And so Charlotte And Maddie like, sides with Bianca and all this and is like, Charlotte, come on now. Like, we right. gotta go. Right. And so Charlotte's like, you know what? That's I'm, fine. I'm gonna stay back. I'm gonna shower. Just text me the address and I'll meet you there. Yep. So the girls go pole dancing without her and she waits all day. Yep. But they never contact her. They never text and her. So they don't respond to her text. They, le- they leave her on red. They sure do. They ghost her for yep. sure. And so... She realizes that her first text message that she sent, she accidentally sent to Miles. Yes. And so who responds? Miles. And guess what? He's in Lisbon. 
How convenient. How convenient. So they plan to meet up. And Charlotte is like, this is just going to be innocent. Like, I just, this will be a good escape for me to spend some time or whatever. So they meet uh, Miles. She meets up with Miles and just falls apart. And (laughs) she poor thing. I know. She just sobs. She just sobs. And, um, And so he's like, okay. Like, okay. That's okay. Let's go get your stuff. Yep. Let's go get your stuff. You can stay here. Yeah. It's okay. Like, we don't even have to do anything. You can sleep in the other room. Right. Um, and she's like, okay. Okay, let's do that. Yep. And so, so they go back she to the sends, apartment. And she leaves she, a note. Yep. She spends the rest of the weekend with him. Um, and I, the girls weren't even there, thankfully. Yeah. But they never even contact her again. Nope. Um, until... They don't even see, she doesn't even see them on the plane. No. So I even wrote down, like, so Miles takes her back to the apartment, and she leaves a note, and she packs the bag, um, and they spent the weekend, like, honeymooning, almost. Like, exploring the city, and eating, and having sex, and talking, and... Right. And he professes, I'm leaving my wife. I'm leaving my wife. And then the weekend's over, and Charlotte decides she's going to be the last to board, because she doesn't want to... See them. She doesn't want to see them. But they're not even there. They're not there. And so, well, I wonder because she was the last to board and she wasn't in first class that she, maybe right. she just didn't see them. But I just, I was hurt for her that they didn't even like, nobody, well, and not I felt, a single I was person mad texted. at Maddie that you would allow this one person to change the whole perspective without even the whole dynamic of talking the to your best friend that you've known since you were like nine. Right. I mean, how does... I guess that that's just frustrating for me in general because I think I've had that situation happy where happen where people kind of talk amongst themselves and they don't right. ever come to the person straight away and say like, "Hey, did you say this or is this what you meant or right. is this how you feel?" And that you know, as the person on the receiving end, to be a, a Charlotte in this situation, it is super isolating. And depressing and just sad. You know, like, thank Teddy. goodness Miles happened to be there. Yeah. I mean, as much as, like, okay. And, and I think she feels some, like, oh, I don't think I should probably do this, but what are my other options? Otherwise, I'm going to be stuck in this house all by myself. With this tension right. when they get back. And- right. And I think, you know, I would have probably done the same thing, too. And I feel because- like she had an opportunity to make her weekend enjoyable. Right. And she took it. Yeah. Because, you know what? There Sometimes there's toxic things and to- toxic situations, and you just have to step out of it. And I think she did that by yeah. choosing to spend the rest of her weekend with Miles, as much as that was disappointing Maybe for Maddie, um, but Maddie also doesn't say, like, hey, I was really hurt that you just ditched me. Right, right. There's zero communication. And I think at that point, Charlotte was like, I'm not even going to bother to, if they're not going to bother, I'm not going to bother. And I think, I, you know, as kind of passive aggressive as that may be, I kind of agree with her. Like, it wasn't her, not place, but... She tried to be the bigger person. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're just going to leave her. Right. And and then she texts. I mean, she texts Maddie, and Maddie leaves it on red. Like, she knows she read the text message. Right. But you're not even going to respond. As to, like. Like, at least give her the opportunity to show up. and Seriously. Like, oh, there's got to be know. a better way to do that. So, I guess then my question for you is, I was interested in how quickly... 
um, Charlotte falls back into the, how easily she fell back into this relationship with Miles. Have you ever had a relationship like that that you're like, no, I don't think I can do this, but you oh, find yes. yourself back in in a in a relationship with someone yeah. like that. Yeah. So my two relationship, my two like major relationships with before Ronnie were kind of that way. Um, so my first like real boyfriend, I was hooked up with by the friend that I was telling you all about in the first podcast that we just kind of disconnected from high school. We were like best friends, like sisters. So she, her fiance at the time was best friends with this guy and Eric. And, um, so we started date. So we went on a date. It was like a double date for our first date. And, um, afterwards I was just like, not feeling it. I was like, eh, I'm not really attracted to you. Meh. He was a smoker, and I just was like, Blech, ew, gross. Right. Um, and we kissed, and uh, it was it was gross. Just not for you. Right. And so I went in and, like, you know, reflected for a couple of days and was like, oh, maybe, you know, first impressions aren't everything. Maybe there's more right. to this. So I gave him a second chance, and shame on me, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, because it ended up, not to be on, like, a serious note, but it ended up kind of being an emotionally abusive relationship and could have turned physical, but I just am a stronger personality than that. Not to say that um, strong personalities are not vulnerable to physical abuse, for sure, but I think he knew, plus he knew my friend, probably, if she had ever found out that he had laid right. a hand on me, would have killed him, literally. Um, but you know, it became really emotional, emotionally abusive and he was just not someone that I should have been with right. at all. And so giving him that second chance was like, <laughs> I look back and I'm like, man, this is why you need to trust your instinct. Ladies, trust your gut instinct. Yes. If it's not for you, call it Right. Quiz. And so, but I will say my second relationship that I had during my master's program was with Elton, and um, I swore we were getting married. Swore. And, you know, we had talked about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought we were in love with each other. But right. it ended up, actually, that he was cheating on me with his coworker. <gasps> yes. And um, I kind of found it out. So I had felt some, like, tension. You know, I'm a pretty intuitive person. And not that I'm this type of person who, like, checks phones and stuff. I'm, right. I'm a totally a trusting person in that respect. But I decided to check his phone. And it was like, I can't wait to be in your arms again. And oh, no. Yes. Yes. And I was devastated. And so I even tried to, like, confront him. No, no, nothing's going on. And da, 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 da. we're just really good friends. Lies. All right. lies. And so I had known this was kind of going oh. on. But I was so, like, just like Charlotte is with Miles. Like, so wrapped up in, like, what I thought we the had. Yeah. The oh. lust that... I, like, tried to fix it and was, I, like, went back several times and tried to, like, spice things up to make myself more, like, desirable right. for him. Um, and at the end, it didn't work out, obviously. I'm not married to Elton or anything. And he's right. since had a child and they're no longer together because, you know, patterns like that don't just stop. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, I felt like when I look back at it now, I feel like I was like a begging dog almost. I mean, I, 
that's probably strong. Like I don't see that. Right, I'm but like, I know, but I can. I you get, know, like I, I was like, I would go over there at like ten o'clock at night, and I mean, he lived like an hour away. Mm. <laughs> just to be like, yeah, I'll come over. I'll do whatever you want, you know, right. or, um, and so I totally get it for sure. Yeah, I had. I I can't say that I've had a relationship that I just like fell back into. I have had a couple first dates that did not go well that I fell into a second date, you know, with. Um, and, you know, I but I don't know. But I do think of, I did think of, um, I had a boyfriend right before Josh. I had, Daniel was my first real boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then I had Justin. And Justin was enrolling in the Marines. He was a year older than I was. Mm-hmm. Fresh out of high school was going to enroll in the Marines. And so he enrolled and it was like this very whirlwind. I was very infatuated with him. <laughs> um he was very just like he was a wrestler. He was muscly and so cute. And on I think it was like our third or fourth date, we had gone down to the beach and we're walking the boardwalk. And he, like, scooped me up in his arms. And he's like, you see my wife? Isn't she beautiful? And I was like, or see my fiancé? Isn't she beautiful? And I was like, who the hell are you talking to? (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, I felt so, it made me feel so beautiful. And so, like, like he might want me one day to be his wife. Like, that's cool. Like, I Mm -hmm. hadn't been able to picture that. And I don't know that even then I really pictured it that I even really pictured being married to him. Actually, it's quite the opposite because my mom remarried a man who was in the Navy. And even though my stepdad wasn't ever deployed during their marriage, I was very convinced early on that I could not handle emotionally being detached mm-hmm. from someone that long if we were yeah. married. Yeah. So I, I kind of had this thought in my head that I don't think that I could I wanted to marry someone not that I couldn't but that I wouldn't want to be married to someone in yeah. the military um and so he went to Florida um for boot camp and we talked all the time and um like had phone calls all the time and this is before smartphones there was no texting we wrote letters. I mean, I had letters out the wazoo <laughs> from him, yeah. which was great because he wrote, like, he wrote letters, and they yeah. were very sweet. Um, and uh, just all of a sudden, one day, I was, like, ghosted, and I was like, hey, I haven't heard from him. And I, it had been, like, a week, which is not that long. But when you're used to talking to someone every single day, you're like, oh, what, what happened? Right. And so I called the barracks, and I would call. And so I called, and one of his buddies was like, oh, hey, they shifted his barracks. He's in a different whatever. He's in a different space now. Here's the number for there. Cool. Thanks. I appreciate your help. Um, And so I called there. Nope, he's not here. 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 And then I talked to someone one day, and I was like, hey, is he even, like, is this even his current barracks? Is he over in the other one? And they just are trying to get rid of me. And so they said, you know, told me he was here. And they were like, no, this is his barracks now, but he's on a date. And I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. You let him know his girlfriend called. <laughs> wow. And um, that was the end. I never talked to him again. 
that was, I think that was January of 2001, and we had been dating since, like, June, so it had been, like, six, six or seven months. months. Yeah. Um, but I spent, like, a whole month trying to get in touch with him, and he just ghosted me. So um, Josh came over again in May, and it was like he never left. He just that was it for us like that was it yeah and so justin sent me flowers for my birthday (laughs) (laughs) he sent me flowers for my birthday like an idiot and um i threw them in the trash and my mom was pissed why would you throw them in the trash they're beautiful i'm like i don't give a crap he didn't give a crap so why should i care right and then who showed up at my door in october justin and I was like, mm, it's crazy because for a brief, a hot second, I was like, gosh, you're cute. But I was like, no, no, I am in a really great relationship. I have a really great guy. And at this point, Josh had given me a diamond promise ring for my, he gave it to me for my 18th birthday. That mm. Like, even though we were young, he was like, yeah. one day I want to yeah. ask you to marry me. And it's not today, but one day I want you to know that that's my intention in this relationship. And so by then I had, was already wearing this diamond promise ring and yep. I was like, nope, you missed out. Yep. You really screwed up and you didn't have an opportunity at all um, to repair. He just didn't have, he didn't well, have no. an option to repair mm-hmm. it at that point because I was like, nope, sorry. Well, after 10 months, I would imagine not. I was <laughs> like, dude, like, come on. Seriously. So I, and that I never, I never saw him after that. Wow. It was like a five minute. <clears throat> he came and sat, it came and sat on my parents' front porch. And he's like, did you get your flowers? Yeah, I did. And they went in the trash. Mm. Wow. Sorry, dude. Seriously. You really messed up. So I'm, I am glad that looking yeah. back, you know, there's, there's times, like you said, there's the, you can look back hindsight's twenty twenty. You can look back on a relationship and be like. I really did that. And I, I know. I'm thankful that I can look back at that and be like, I really am glad that I made the right decision. Because Absolutely. Not, not even that it was a decision at that point, because I was already like five months in or six months into a relationship with who's now my husband. Right. But mm-hmm. I, like, it's not like we'd only we dated for a week to see how it was. Right. right. And then Justin's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. There's, there's, you kind of have this small window of opportunity that you're like, I'm sorry, this isn't really working. And then you like gently make the transition to right. the direction you want to go. But at that point, I'm like, I'm six months into a relationship with yeah. a man who I'm in love with. You can peace out because Seriously. you're not worth my time. No. And heartache no. and energy. You're just not. Right. So Absolutely. Well, I wanted to ask you in the last couple of minutes that we have, like, any... You know, we just came out of a bachelorette party. Any yes. fun bachelorette party stories that oh, you might have? <laughs> um, my own bachelorette party was not my style. Um, my maid of honor took us to a place for, like, dancing lessons, which I have already confessed that I <laughs> Don't have am, rhythm. like, an unrhythmed string bean. Like, I just have no... <laughs> Which is funny because I love music and I can hold a tune for sure. Um, And I have rhythm that way. But with my body, I just don't. I don't have rhythm. Um, So that was not my speed. Um, Although very for comic relief, my brother. um, No, I'm sorry. Uh, 
had someone butt dialed his wife who was at my party. And my brother had brought marijuana to the party, and there had been lots of drinking. So we got butt-dialed commentary of the entire bachelor party. (laughs) We had a friend who had had, like, barbecue wings and (laughs) wiped his hands on their white dog. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, she was a napkin. Poor Molly. She was the sweetest Oh, she was the sweetest dog. But here now, this other Josh has wiped his barbecue fingers on her like she's a napkin. Um, My brother had brought out a topless picture of his girlfriend at the time or an ex-girlfriend. I don't remember. Oh, my gosh. It's so long ago. And he couldn't find it. And so it's lost in in my sister-in-law's house who has two children of her own who, God forbid, they find this topless photo of a woman that they don't know. Um, It just was very, we were just like rolling. A mess. And at (laughs) some point, his wife is yelling. Chat like you can't. She can't. I mean, I was like, you could hang up, but do you really want to? <laughs> like this is entertaining entertainment for sure. And at that Gosh. point, like the bachelorette party had kind of like winded down. We'd had um, we went dancing and had dinner. Like she had it catered. Yeah. And had someone bring food in, and my it was like it was also like a naughty bridal shower and so everybody brought a little piece of lingerie or oh cool and so that was a cute way to yeah. like um i even remember our my invitation was like the little cutout of a like a, a like a corset or something oh yeah yeah um and so it was a cute way to like incorporate yeah. that yeah um because that stuff can be expensive oh and, yeah um, the downside is if someone misjudges your size, that's right. never fun. But, um, but that was like my most comedic, like my bachelorette yeah. in particular was not necessarily very like hilarious, but yeah. that will go down in history for sure. For sure. How yeah. about you? So my bachelorette party was kind of low key. We went to the beach and, you know, there was some drama as there's always drama with girls, but. Um, my bachelorette story, I think, is from my cousin's wedding. Um, we went to Hershey Park. You know, oh, I've the, never been there. Yeah. Um, it was fun, but it was so expensive. Oh, I bet. <laughs> the drive was All great, though. Like, so we kind of so got expensive. like mushed with like random kind of people, and so um, I was with two sisters um, who were friends with my cousin, mm-hmm. and um. So we like listened to like DMX and they were, so they were, they're from like this, yeah, and stuff like, I mean, it was just like random music in the car. Oh, in the car. In the car, yeah. And they were like, how do you know this stuff? Because, you know, they think I'm like straight laced, little, you know, (laughs) little Catholic girl. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I know music, whatever. So like the drive down was fun. And um, from Massachusetts to Pennsylvania, it's a beautiful drive because you actually we went through Amish country and stuff like that. Oh, pretty. Yeah. Um, And so we get to the hotel and the like hallways are named after all the chocolates. So like you're on like Reese's or M&M or that kind of stuff. It was a really cool experience, but it was expensive. Man, it was so expensive. Yeah. And then we actually so we went to the park, but we also went to the spa. Hershey has a spa. Yes. Interesting. So I got a chocolate pedicure. What? Yes. 
It was not what you would think it was. Like it wasn't like chocolate sauce. Like, like that's what was, your foot, your feet sit in. Yeah, I think it fudge. was like some <laughs> cocoa, like stuff in the water. So I don't know. I don't remember. But it was really expensive. But my cousin, <laughs> my cousin did like kind of all out for the. Well, okay. So first, like the really cool incentive to go there is there's access to hot chocolate all day that's fun and chocolate like muffins and like chocolate bars oh, cool. all day I would and be you're sick. like in there well i mean you don't eat it like constantly but um why not <laughs> so well, like you're not? given like a bathrobe and you like they have quiet rooms so you can just kind of hang cool. out and the scenery is beautiful there you know pennsylvania right. is a beautiful state and you know when you're in the like countryside and stuff um and so my cousin did these like treatments and one of them i don't even remember what it was called but she thought that it was just like it was some sort of like intense like shower experience or something like that but you wear a bathing suit you're not okay. like naked but so <laughs> she's picturing in her head like jets right yeah no. That's what I would picture. No. <laughs> no. So the like lady comes in with what my cousin describes as a fire hose. <laughs> oh boy. And like hoses her down. Yeah. <laughs> I guess what, it's supposed chocolate? to chocolate? No. <laughs> like I don't I don't know if it was some special water or what. It was supposed to, I guess, be exfoliating or something. Well, I don't being, know. Being but hosed off with a fire hose would certainly peel some skin off there for <laughs> right. you so she like walked out and was like oh my gosh what did i just do was that? <laughs> so oh i boy. guess like that was our fun stuff and when we went to the park so like i like amusement parks all well and good so we did like in the morning we were we had done like one ride we were doing everything together of course right and um so I went on this, like, I think it was the second or third ride I went on, and oh my gosh, it was so, like, intense, and I don't even know, I don't remember, A, I don't remember the ride, because they've been married now for, like, seven years, mm -hmm. Um, but it was so intense that I thought I was going to be sick, and I, like, oh, couldn't no. do it anymore, like, I was like, I'm good for the day, I was so dizzy, Oh, yeah, so I just kind of walked around, I was like, I'll hold purses, and stuff if you want <laughs> but um we had t-shirts all of us and oh, everything fun. yeah it was a good experience but it was really uh, what i will say is it was really expensive parks really are i yeah. think Caro i think if you go for the day parks can be very overwhelmingly expensive but when you have like a season pass i'm sure they're manageable like we have right. carowinds here in charlotte and it's about 20 minutes south of us, which is great. When we lived in Virginia, we were an hour from Bush Gardens, and we went all the time when it was just Josh and I. Uh, but now being in Charlotte, 20 minutes from Carowinds, he'll take the kids in the afternoon. Well, with the whole corona thing, that's not happening. But um, right. in, in years past, when we've got passes, he'd be like, hey, let's just go to Carowinds for dinner, and we'll go ride rides, and you know, we'll only go for a couple hours. But for a season pass, it's only just over $100, and it includes your parking. Right. Um, and even if you include the meal plan, which is like $100 for the year, say you spend $220 on a Carowinds Pass and your meal plan, you get two meals every visit you go, plus your free parking, and they're open 
from March to December. Right. It's like nine months of entertainment. Seriously. For $200. <clears throat> right. So we, um, it certainly is a lot. And I went to Florida in June when my grandma passed. And um, my cousin and I decided to go to Universal. And so we spent a day at Universal and I, my aunt had told me that she bought them um, fast passes. And so I was like, okay, well, it's a lot, but I will buy a fast pass because I don't want to be the only one without one. If they're all going to get, you know, special treatment and get on rides before I will, then what's the point of me standing in line by myself? Seriously. So I bought the fast pass and my cousin gets there and he's like, oh, I didn't get a fast pass. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You didn't get a fast pass. And so he and I split the cost, so he didn't have the burden by himself. Um, and so we split the cost of a fast pass so we could go. Uh, but it just it was so much fun because, like, I mean, I ride with my kids all the time, and my yeah. as my own older children are getting bigger, they can ride more of their things. Yeah. They can, I think, they can ride all of the things now. My bigger too. Uh, but it was just fun because, like, he's an adult now, which is weird. um because we have such an age gap i think there's a 12 or 13 year age gap between the two of us that he's an adult right and it was just very it was very cool to me because he lives in new york and i'm in north carolina it was very cool to me to just really get to know him better yeah um because i don't have many cousins i have four four cousins um and he is my my aunt has two children, and he's her only son, and so I don't really know them as well as I would like to. Right. But so it was really great to be able to like get to spend like we spent all day in the park, and then we had a three hour car ride. We stopped for dinner, and then we got to our destination. Uh, but it was just really cool to like yeah. get to know him on that level. But at some point, he did start to feel a little like woozy. <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, hey, look, you know, let's let's ride this one." And at that point, we were in like Harry Potter or something, and it was like Escape from Gringotts, I think is what it was called. It was a new ride. Oh, and um, he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And it looked like it was like a three D type ride that you sit in. And we get into the fast pass lane, and we're passing this giant rope. We're like, "Geez, this is great." So we get down into this fast pass line and we get way down deep. And all of a sudden he, we see this sign that's like warning, not for people who are pregnant or whatever, have back problems or whatever. This is an intense roller coaster. And I was like, oops, sorry. I'm really sorry. I had no idea. And he was like, seriously? And so my aunt being from up north calls me Katira, which drives me a little batty. And she's like, that's what your mother named you. No, it's not. She calls me Katera. <laughs> so she's like, so she calls me Katira. So Tyler calls me Katira. <laughs> I roll. Insert eye roll here. Um, and so we're, we get on this ride and he's feeling a little woozy. And it is very much, it's cool because it's like a roller coaster, but it's also like a 3D immersive ride. Uh-huh. And so there's parts that it moves really fast and jerky like a roller coaster and then it stops and you have like scenes from the movie, like that sort of thing. Yeah. And so at some point we're going and he's like, Katera, what did you make me do? And he, 
it's just yelling Katira and I'm just dying laughing in my seat. <laughs> I don't even really remember the whole storyline of the ride because all I can hear is him screaming at me, Katira. <laughs> and after he was like, I'm done after this. I'm done. And so afterwards, like we stopped and we went to the bathroom and refreshed our water and we're getting ready to leave. And he was like, I can't, I can't anymore. And I'm not one to get motion sick, but he was just like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> Nope, I'm good. We can go now. That's fine. funny. That's great. But yeah, I just yeah, I love I love the whole bachelorette thing. But yeah. I just felt yeah, I just felt throwing it back to the book. I just felt bad for Charlotte that, yeah. that she was put in that position and that you know, they wouldn't even stand up for her and give her 15 I minutes know. to shower and get changed so she could be part of the festivities and instead Seriously. she felt like she had to leave. You know, she felt a little ostracized, probably. Absolutely. Felt like it was a nice little escape that Miles happened to be there that she could still enjoy. Right. Salvage some of the weekend. So. Yep. So, well, um, we hope that you'll join us again for part three. We're going to jump in to what are our sections for part three? Chapter 17 and then finishing with the epilogue. Yes. And I hope you'll stay tuned. There's a couple of plot twists coming. Yes. And um, I was just very, it's just been a very fun read. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope you'll join us for our next episode. DM us at, on Instagram at Books and Brunch Podcast or email us at Books and Brunch Podcast at gmail.com. Um, don't forget the giveaway um, and everything for our books. Just keep, uh, keep an eye out on our Instagram. Yes. We'll see you soon. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.